I'm Jordan. And I'm Rosanna. And on this podcast, we explore how to take life off autopilot and relentlessly pursue a life worth living together. together. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Relentless Pursuit podcast. Uh, We have a special interview in store for you guys today. Uh, We had a chance to sit down with Randy and Dawn Witt, who are the owners of Raging Waves, Illinois' largest water park. And it was a real privilege to be able to speak with them today. Um, We had a gorgeous day. And unfortunately, the park itself was closed due to COVID-19 restrictions. But that did give us the opportunity to sit on top of one of the water slide towers as we spoke with Randy and Dawn and have a great view of the park and a great opportunity just to really hear their story of of the story of Raging Waves, how um, it went from a cornfield to really this amazing place where uh, we visited multiple times, had a lot of great memories with our family, and I know so many other families have had the opportunity to do so as well. Um, so you're going to hear their story about how it went from uh, a dream and how it transitioned into that reality that we all get to enjoy today, um, but also how Randy and Dawn navigated their uh, marriage, navigated their relationship, um, had navigated family and raising their children, as well as with friendships and a lot of the skills and uh, topics and things that they had to learn along the way to make the park into what it was. Also, there are a lot of takeaways for us uh, by the end of the conversation. It was just a really great time spending with them. We did record outdoors, so uh, there is, you'll notice, some audio in the background. Um, We also had their guest uh, an extra guest, their dog Cooper, um, joined us, so you'll hear him a little bit. And you will also notice construction of one of their newest attractions that's in progress right now, too, that we're excited to see once the park reopens. Um, so we hope you enjoy the interview and stick around afterwards for some of our takeaways from it. Um, first, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and your background and just who you are? Okay, well, uh, Dawn, uh, Dawn, I'm Randy. We've been married now, just celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. 34 years. And um, so I come from a background, uh, I I guess the background I come from, construction. Um, I've had this dream of raging waves for a lot of years, chased it for a long, long time, spent countless, countless days up in the Dells, just studying and taking pictures and all that kind of stuff. Talking to people. Talking to a lot of people, getting to meet a lot of people. Um, I I will back up a minute. I said this was a long-time dream of mine. This wasn't necessarily, and and it is not Dawn's dream, and I want to be clear on that. It, it, It was not Dawn's dream at all, but she has been incredibly supportive uh, through this whole thing. And uh, like I said, it was a lot of years to get the ball rolling on this thing. We started meeting, going to different parks, and just traveling all over the country, visiting parks here and there. And then when we were able to finally start meeting the presidents and the owners of these parks, that's when we were starting to really gain traction. And like, hey, your idea will work. You know, you've got to fund it but your idea will work. And I think um, and I think maybe for you, that's maybe what helped you is when you started to see like, hey, maybe this could work, you know. Um, but it, it was it, it's very, it, it needs to really be very clear. Yeah, this was my dream. This was not Dawn's, you know. I think so. my, my attitude through all that was 
he, so long as he keeps providing for our family and he doesn't just lay around on the couch saying, oh, I want to do this. I really want to do that. You know, seriously, like, so long as he, and he's such a hard worker, there was no way he was going to let that happen. But if I'm out there working full time and busting my butt and he's home on the couch saying, oh, I really want to dream. I want to do this. That would be a problem, you know. But the fact that he kept working and he kept um, really pursuing doing both tracks always a hard worker Mm -hmm. so and my attitude too was although randy would laugh i'm not a submissive person as far as (laughs) what people would consider a submissive wife but i really felt the lord telling me like you need to be submissive to what your husband wants to do and support him in that and i will honor that Mm -hmm. and so for me i think you know I, i think i have been submissive in my own way as far as I'm going to make sure the kids have a good childhood. I'm going to make sure that they're well taken care of. I'm going to make sure that, you know, things on the home front are good. And I'm going to help Randy as much as I can, even though it's maybe not my dream, but I feel the Lord will honor that, you know, and I feel he has. So that's kind of where I was at the beginning stages. Yeah. To bring you back there. Yeah. No, that's all fair. Yeah. Yeah, you did a wonderful job. You, you were always very supportive. I mean, there were hard times. Uh, yeah, we haven't even got to the hard times that once the park was being built, uh, there were hard times before that, like, how's this going to work? You know, uh, I had a, a great conversation with her brother and I think what really helped get the ball rolling is he asked me one day, like, Hey, how you doing? I said, yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm doing this construction, doing that. And we're busy, you know, so it's good. Yeah. But how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm, everything's good. And then he asked me a third time and I, I felt like it was, you know, God asking Peter three times, do you love me? You know, and I said, well, you know, I'm still pursuing that water park project. And um, he said, oh, my goodness, tell me about that. So I started telling him about it. And it didn't take me long to get excited about telling people about it. And then he said, uh, then he asked this great question. I'll never forget this. He said, well, how are you going to pay for it? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> and uh, Practical question. Yeah. <laughs> and he Darn said, those guys. Let me help you with that. And I was like, oh. So like a week or two went by and uh, I, I penned this long letter about, hey, what did that mean? What did that mean at the time? Because we then got interrupted by our kids. They were, you know, we were at a big Christmas event and all the families were there. And we were having a really good time. And um, so he responded, yeah, I want to help you. So he became my partner, her brother. He's a great friend. He's a great man. He's a great partner. Uh, and he lost about four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, he lost his battle to leukemia. Mm. So uh, so I, maybe I'm getting ahead, but that's a little bit about ourselves. So that he was very instrumental in helping us uh, get this funded. You know, we, we had some people we knew who were willing to invest in. Mm-hmm. He had more people that he knew that mm. were willing to invest in. Um, yeah, so that's how we got Raging Waves off the ground. And you have to understand, in 2006, seven, uh economy was a lot better. It was. It was easier oh, yeah. to get money. It was. Nowadays, I don't know that different. we could get the money. But this actually started out as him in an office warehouse uh, saying, I, I want to get out of here. What I need some sort of idea of what to do. And he raced cars before. So he said, let's, let's open a little go-kart track. That'd be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm. And then the more we're researching that, let's put a little mini golf on that. That'd be cool. 
And then people are like, you know, they do those water slide things now. You should do that. Like, put a water slide. <laughs> this was in the 80s, so water parks were very new. So uh, put a water slide there, too, along with your go-kart. And, your, and then it evolved into, let's just do the water park. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of how, and then every year we grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very frustrated uh, with life, um, you know, realizing that, you um, I was in a good, it was a good job, yeah. you know, it's a good job. And I just was like, you know, oh my goodness. I, I remember thinking at the time, oh my goodness, I'm going to be 35 years old and what have I done with my life? And I know we were talking a little about that earlier, mm-hmm. you know, just a few minutes ago and you had mentioned about like, what what are we doing? You know, what, what I mean, what what's going to define your life, you know? And I think that's one of the things we especially wanted to ask you about because um, I feel like you know, a, a lot of people can take a look at uh, a career and it, it, it pays the bills. But there's, I think, something more that a lot of people want, but it's difficult to take that leap. Like, how do you, how do you leave the, the sure and comfortable thing for the adventure? So at what point did that transition for you from just this this feeling to something you're starting to take concrete steps towards yeah well i was at, in in working that job and realizing that um not proud to admit this but in working that job and being in my little office i realized i was working more on my dream than i was on the job you know and, <laughs> and at the time i uh, you know didn't really think a whole lot about that you know wasn't really convicted of that i I guess the tables turned because if I had employees now doing that here, I, you know, I probably wouldn't take too kindly to that, you know, but, um, yeah. So then I just realized I needed more time to pursue this. And, and I was, uh, so was I, it a, like a, a hobby or a passing interest at the time or were you? No, it was, it was, to, like, it, it, happen? yeah, it, well, I didn't know if it was going to happen, but I knew that I was going to pursue it to, to the nth degree. I knew that. Um, so if it didn't happen, you knew it's because you've done everything you could yeah. to try and make it happen. And then if the answer is a no, then then it's. And that was exactly away. it. Yeah. And it. and even then, we we got a lot of no's and we had a lot of naysayers, and uh, we had some, and people like you know question my sanity, so to speak. <laughs> you quit a job and you don't have a job, and now you're going to pursue this, and you have no idea where it's going. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. <laughs> So, so we did that. So it was not without risk, but I thought the risk was always mitigated in that I was always going to work. I, 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 like Dawn said, and I, I don't want, I don't want to make this sound haughty, but I, I can work. Mm-hmm. I can, I just know I would do something, you know, yeah. I wasn't going to sit back and just let this come to me. So, uh, then I, like I said, we made the decision. I was miserable at the time when I was in that job, I was absolutely miserable. I've heard people talk about, they get that, forget what they call it, but that four thirty, five o'clock feeling on Sunday evening when it's like, Oh mm. crap, I got to go back to work. I, Oh my goodness, my mood. She would always tell me, man, I can, I can always tell by the clock when it's four o'clock on Sunday, you know? By your mood, yeah. Oh my goodness. And it was terrible. And I was just miserable. So, and I just couldn't get past the fact like, this is my life. This isn't what I'm supposed to do. You know, you just have this desire, you know, much like yourselves, much like you had mentioned earlier, you have this burning thing within you that like kind of do something, you know, even if it's wrong, I got to go do something, you know? And so, uh, so that's when it got really serious. We really started pursuing. We started jumping on planes. Like I'd mentioned earlier, visiting other parks. 
getting to meet other people, then getting to meet the owners, you know, and that, uh, again, I'm repeating myself, forgive me, that was really key, is when we could meet those owners and they could look at our numbers and look at our projections and say, yeah, you're either full of beans or, yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty close. This, You're spot yeah. on. You get this off the ground. This yeah. Actually work. And yeah. that was what was really helpful. And, and I, go ahead. I was going to say, when you had mentioned in 2006, 2005, we started talking to people. And um, well, this would be a hard sell today, I'll tell you that, especially everything what's going on in the world today. But uh, even a couple years ago, this would be a really hard sell. But we'd walk into meetings uh, with investors. And, and quite honestly, we were told yes more times than no. So mm -hmm. that was really, really encouraging. You mm -hmm. know? So, yeah, we just started putting that plan together, started making it work. And, yeah. 99% of the time, the investors would say to you, we're investing in you, Randy, not the dream. Because his passion, not the water park. Mm -hmm. We're investing in you because his passion was so high mm -hmm. you know you can tell just talking to him his passion is so high uh, still but especially back then um, so he really portrayed that and I think also for me as far as um, uh, like supporting him through all this there was many times where I was like are you still doing this like come on like get on to something else you know and um, and I thought <laughs> I never want him to be 60 and look back and say I wonder if I could have had that park if my wife wouldn't have stopped me and I never wanted to be the reason for that, you know? So that's, we just kept going. And I think that's interesting in a marriage. I mean, him and I are similar in a lot of ways, but also very different. Yes. And I would say like you, like I have like my own set of opinions and I'm pretty strong willed and I'm smart and I'm intelligent. And so like, yeah, not su submission isn't always the first right. word you know, on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on my plate. So sometimes when we are considering something new, it's kind of like this, you know, it's a dialogue. It's a conversation sure. about what he thinks and what I think. Sure. And he's an eternal optimist. And I will tell you all the reasons why yeah. it won't work. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to hear like, yes, yeah. this was Randy's dream. And I said, okay. Yeah. And that maybe it doesn't always have to be both people's yeah. dream or vision, but the support of the other partner is I think crucial. The support, I think the Lord will honor that. Um, if I can tell a real quick story, Randy's heard a million times. My thing was always, I want to work with kids. I want to like be like a youth director and, and, and counselor and really work with kids. And, and then uh, 10 years later, I'm here at this water park and I'm like, I'm doing nothing. Like, this isn't his dream. I've worked like 20 years of our marriage on his dream. Like, what am I ever going to get what I want to do, right? Hmm. And then I um, was just feeling down and I was really praying about it. And our, win our window, our office window is kind of above the park. And I looked out, it was, we were open. I look out the window and I clearly heard the Lord say to me, I have given you 500 kids that work for you every summer. What more do you want from me, you know? <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah, he's giving me my dream too in a whole different way. So I'm not saying I'm a minister to these kids or whatever, but I like to encourage them and I like to support them and, you know, try to make their teenage years better so in that way it's like both of our kind of dreams came true through this although we were really pursuing his dream the whole time but again i really feel that the lord honors yeah. your time and your your partnership with each other so we work very well together yeah i do want to say and I, and forgive me i may be jumping ahead um on that well thank you <laughs> free reign, free reign. I, I do want to say that her brother died and um and uh, it was kind of one of the things that Scott did so well is he took care of everything outside the gates, mm -hmm. you know, legal this, investor relations, you know, banking things, all, all that kind of stuff. Well, 
suddenly, and, and my deal is I take care of everything inside this. I like, I know how to make this play. And I don't say this the right way. So forgive it's me. true. I know how to make this place look amazing. I know how to lay it out. I know. I, ju I just, I know how to do that. So all of a sudden Dawn is thrust into this role when Scott dies and she has been, she's wonderful. And I, I like, I told her the other day, it's so cool to brag about her because it's true. You know, you can only fabricate a brag. You can only fabricate boast for so long. And then all of a sudden it's like, even I'm not buying this, you know, but she is really, really, really good at running this business way, way better than I am. It's way, way outside my comfort zone, but I do feel it the is. Lord just gives me what I need. She has day. done a tremendous job assuming a lot of the roles that Scott did. And, and we've all grown into it. I, I myself have had to grow Absolutely. into some of those roles as well, too. But That's she one of the is things the that we wanted to ask you, too, even going back to the beginning. Like, what are, what are some of the things that you had to learn along the way to, to make that dream a reality? <laughs> It'd be probably a shorter conversation to say what we did know. <laughs> uh, to start on the with. job training huh? yeah now looking back hey sorry now looking back we we're very naive like really looking back at this people would say we're a little crazy a lot of people <laughs> said we were crazy at the time but does yeah. anybody who ever has any kind of success does everyone say oh yeah they played it safe or like isn't that like everybody is like they're crazy and that's sign. the yeah. reason that's that true. why it works yeah. right that's because a great point. there's if you count all the things you don't know, you'll never move from the sideline. So, all right, I'll yeah. figure it out. And it was hard because yeah. a lot of people thought we were crazy. Um, so sometimes it's it's hard. You feel like you almost alienate certain people, but you get to a point. Do you want this to work? How what's the you know how worth it is it to you? Um, things like that. So one thing I will say. Oh, about us working together. I always say, because people are like, I could never work with my husband. Like, I don't understand how you guys do that. And we actually like working together and we have a good time working together. Um, but I always said from the very beginning, he's very respectful of me and what I can do and what I can contribute to the business. And that's huge because a lot of men want their wives to work for them and just do your job. And I make all the decisions and that doesn't work doesn't work you have to have the respect you have to have um and i have to feel respected and he, you know and so that really helps me to okay yeah you know what that's outside my comfort zone but i can do it because he believes in me and and you know we just got to make this work together because he can't do it all on his own not that he's not capable but it's like it's too much right I think that was one of the good lessons we learned too was that one of the questions that yeah. what, what we had learned is is to delegate, you know, there was so many times I just like, you know, you, you just want this. I, I always tell people, I know this isn't Disney World. I know that, but it's my Disney World, you know, so you want every little detail and it's hard to get everybody on that same, to get everybody to hop on board that train. It's like, and, and the staff here does a tremendous job. Yeah, they really amazing. do. But it's just, you realize that you, you start learning to choose your battles and then one of the other good lessons I would say too is um, we we trusted people, and and this sounds cynical, and nor do and I don't mean it to be that way, nor do I want it to be that way, but we put too much trust in people. Certain people, yeah. At the beginning, you learn. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then you and get that to, was really hard. But then the pendulum swings where you don't trust anybody. Right. And so that's hard. So then you're that's taking on yeah. too much, yeah. which is also probably does not right. work for a marriage or for a business. Yeah. Right. So that that's difficult. Or maybe he'll be like, no, he's a good guy. And I'm like, no, he's not. You know? <laughs> so, you know, that's that's kind of, that was kind of difficult. But yeah. as far as like the yin and yang, that's, that's really us. I work more with the people, with the employees. Randy's better off working just on the grounds and making this thing. We always say, people always say, we're like... Walt and Roy Disney. I don't know how much you know that story, but he's our Walt, and that he has the vision, and he sees all this, and what it can be, and this will be amazing. And I'm like, okay, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to do this? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's kind of how we work together, and he's really really good at what he does, and and I'm working on what I do. So, yeah. so and building off of that, looking at uh, you said like a lot of married couples don't like to work together and that's one thing we've joked about too like what if we worked at the same place how would that go <laughs> um, but you you obviously do that and it's, it's working very well for you guys so how do you how do you balance that with also like you know being being married and you know enjoying that relationship and enjoying um, the family side of things mm-hmm. well I think for me I mean I, I won't speak for you on this but I think that's just how it that, that's how it makes it work you know, the, I mean, the marriage, I don't know that we have clear lines of uh, delineation between marriage and work. I mean, we, we work together. Our, yeah, I guess it's easy to say, but our work relationship is good and our marriage relationship is probably stronger than ever. You know, and earlier, I, I earlier when you said when you took the hour to and from your house that you, you always came into work together and left together and you would just talk the whole way like. It, it definitely like warmed my heart because like right after a long day in work, but like you're still in the same car going yeah, home together. Same. Like yeah. Yeah. I think that speaks volumes to 34 years of marriage and yeah. to a wife who supports a husband's dream and to a husband who has a vision and then, you know, going home and having dinner. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think that hour also gave us that time to just decompress. <laughs> and, and we've learned over the years that he, when things happen, he needs to talk about them. He needs to go through them. He needs to revisit them. And then when I have a stressful day, I'm like, don't talk to me. I just want to go, let's go have dinner. Let's just talk about something else, you know. <laughs> and so, and then the, tomorrow I'll probably process it, you know. And so uh, the, we've just learned that about each other right. and allowed ourselves that. Now, moving out here so close has been nice because there's certain things in my life, the older I get especially, that I need to function in my day. I don't need to be here 20 hours a day like he likes to be. So I need to get up early in the morning and I need to journal and I need to read and I need to have that quiet time. And that preps me for the day. If I come in rushing in and I, I don't have a good day by about two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, you know what? I didn't have, I didn't journal this morning. I didn't have quiet time. No wonder I'm having a sucky day, you know? <laughs> and so, but he's really, that's not his thing. That's not how he gets built up and that's not how he to for him to sit in quiet and journal and all that he'd be like okay can we go now but that's I, he again the respect he respects that I need that time and also the older we get I am working less I mean the summer I'll work 60 hours a week if I need to and I love it but uh, definitely in the off season I do work less hours and that's been really helpful for me um, he still wants to work the 60 hours a week all year long, and that's great for him. Um, 
Yeah, uh, but yeah, just knowing could, each other and what yeah. you guys need to help. Yeah, the, the yin and the yang of it yeah. all. Yeah. But but trust me, like I have Wednesdays off in the summer. Only Wednesday, we get one day a week off, and we work all weekend. And then there's been we all take turns. The managers we each have our day that we take off. I have Wednesday. And somebody once said to me, Randy should take Wednesday too. And I was like. No, 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 no. We shouldn't both have the same day off. That would be terrible for the business, right? And in my mind, I'm like, no, I need that. I need quiet. my day. I yeah. need my day. I need to go get my nails done. I need, a, you know. And so that, so having that time apart is also really good. And he's so great about like, you need to get away with your girlfriends. You need to take these weekend trips. You need to go, you know. So that he's super gracious about that, and that's very helpful for me. So. Are there any like other? dreams like in the middle of this have you come up with like other like scenarios or projects you're like you know what else we should do we should do this well or are you like you know what this is the dream and it's okay to have one dream and be all in yeah i i think that's you know if you would have asked me that five years ago you'd get a different answer today it's just this this is it yeah this is it we there's still a lot of room for growth here. There's still a lot of room. There's still a lot more potential here as far as, you know, hitting attendance numbers and hitting revenue numbers and uh, the total build out of the park and what attractions, what, what the latest and greatest attractions we'd like to put in. But, um, yeah, I think this is pretty much it. This, this people, you would be surprised. I mean, a lot of people say, yeah, it's a water park. We get this We get this 99% of the time. I had no idea this place was that big. This, to me, is the equivalent of trying to maintain about 30 to 40 homes. Now, whether that's an accurate number or not, I, I, I don't know. But people would not believe. I mean, we have 90 days. We have a 90-day season, a Memorial Day to Labor Day season. People would not believe the amount of work and effort it go that goes into this to keep this thing up. We came you know? here this first summer that you opened. Jordan and I were married. We'd probably been married two years, no kids. We came with my brothers, also not married at the time. We drove up here. We were so excited. He actually got a speeding I, I got ticket because it was on the way here. You know, construction <laughs> season <laughs> around here. Was always. Yeah, um, we got here. We spent the day, and I remember coming, and it did not look like this oh, at no, all it's very different there was mm -hmm. some cement and some mulch and there was i remember like the twisted sister like there was like yeah. your big tall one over there yeah, like the there was like river. yeah the yeah. lazy so river so there was probably like yeah. three or four big slides and the lazy river and then the next time we came back because of having kids and then being little was last summer so our oldest was nine our youngest was one different yeah i was telling randy we came with the intention of we'll see how long they last you know there's a big yeah. age difference so who knows we got here when it opened, stayed until it closed. They didn't want to leave. And I was like, there's like... like why are we leaving it? I'm like, they are closed. Free, free <laughs> kitty area. I yeah. mean, just to see how much it's grown in that amount of time. Yeah, it's fun. And then when I also look out, we're sitting at the top of, you know, a New tower way. right now. And you see all the open land around you too. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. fun. We, yeah. One of the things that we love about the this industry is you see grandma and grandpa with the little kids. You see mom and dad, you know, with the kids. And it's something that everyone, there's something for everyone to do here. You know, grandma and grandpa think there's nothing for them to do, and they spend half the day on the Lazy River, and it's the best day of their life. <laughs> I heard a little boy the other, uh, last year, He, I was serving him a drink, and he said, um, this has been the best day of my life, and he's like seven. You know, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. What was your favorite part? He goes, I got to spend the whole day with my dad here. 
And Dad's not on his phone because he's in the water. Right. And it's like, this is, was an amazing day for him that he had his dad's attention all day. Yeah, this yeah. is something that struck me when um, we had looked at that video that you have on your website, kind of about the, like, the vision of the park. And I think at, on the surface level, you can say, like, it's a water park, people come to have a good time. Um, but it, especially as you bring up family, like I know that that like there's there's more of a, a value and a vision that's built into what you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, there really is. Yeah, really. I mean, this society. I mean, it's tough now. You know, we we and we don't need to get into that. But that, you know, the family structure gets pulled apart Everywhere. on every 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 corner. Every corner of that family structure is getting pulled apart. And we did. We thought, man, this would be a great place to just, you know, get that escape, get that, you know, get just get away for a day. You know, I remember when, uh, funny story, when we were planning the theming of the park. And theming, the budget for theming is a bottomless pit. And we have an Australian <laughs> theme here. And we carry that out the best we can, the best our checkbook allows us to, you know. So is it universal? Is it Disney theming? No, of course not. But we carry that out best. But somebody suggested to me, "Oh, why don't you why don't you do a like a nice Illinois prairie theme?" I said, "Are you kidding? Anybody in Illinois doesn't want to be in Illinois anyway." You know? <laughs> no, it's coming from out of state for an Illinois prairie. We, we want to try to make them feel like they're somewhere it's else. A little so, bit of an escape. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, so you tie all in that it's a short little story. I said you tie that all into, yeah, you want to bring the families here. You want to give them a place to be together and just have that great memorable day. I think we accomplish that. We do. Every time? No, of course not, you know. But I, I, I think we really, really do accomplish that, you know. So, we, you know, we do everything with the families in mind here. Everything from the rides we choose to, you know, food and all, all those decisions. We're always asking, like, how, how's this work in the family structure, you know. Always, always yeah, doing that. Yeah, that mission so. is always forefront of all our decisions. And, and plus, we had our kids working with us always. Um, from the, when they were little, they were go visiting all the water parks with us. That would be cool, Dad. We have pictures of my son's drawings of what a cool water park this would be. And so he, um, so he's been involved just in design almost, you know. And now he's on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. he's on our board. He is. Sterling is on our board, and he he really does. He has incredible ideas. He has, you know, and he. He's good. And not, he, he's he, really good yeah, at that. Although do you think he doesn't. that stems from even just your interest early on and just being open with your kids about like what oh. you were doing in the process, right? Like that there was that natural like, you know, wanting to learn and curiosity and that like something that developed, you know, behind the scenes for I think, a long time. I think you hit it spot on. Mm -hmm. I think you, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were, were included every step every of the step. way. I mean, we would have meetings and people would be like, their kids are here. It's okay. They hear everything. Yeah. But we're going to talk numbers. It's okay. They hear, they, they hear everything. They were, I mean, they got on planes with us. They got, you know, it took me a while being the knucklehead that I am as I <laughs> dragged the whole family out and we'd visit these theme parks. And then I realized, you know, like we weren't doing the theme parks. We were just investigating <laughs> the theme parks. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I think they'd have a lot more fun if they can do them and I'll go investigate them. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I learned that, uh, Probably not as quick as I should, pretty quickly, but not as quick as I should have. But I think then it became a lot of fun for them. We, yeah, it's a great story. We went out to a park on the East Coast, and I called the guy, the owner, got to know him. He, he's a very good man. Uh, I really love that man. And uh, I said, hey, uh, I'd like to come visit your park. 
And uh, he said, well, you know, we, we close in a couple of weeks, about the middle of August, and or I could meet you down at IAPA at the convention in November. And he said, what are you thinking? And I said, well, I think I'm standing in your parking lot with my family. I'm, I'm here. And he <laughs> says, oh, my goodness, hold on. So he was uh, he came and just rolled out the red carpet, and the kids had their own little escort for the day. He has a beautiful park out in uh, in New Hampshire, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And, um, yeah, and they... And they really got into that. They really so I I go into this meeting with him just to talk to him, and he's he was so instrumental in looking at numbers and like, hey, you guys are this and that, and and all of a sudden Sterling, who's like, what the heck was he nine years old at the time? He's like, yeah, Dad, can I come in that meeting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I looked at the man I was meeting with, and I said, you okay? Sure, you know, it's all family. We're family here too. So. Yeah, so anyway, that's a long-winded uh, response to what you nailed earlier is, yeah, he, he just grew up with that, and he and we, we got him involved, and we gave him ownership of that, and, you know, and yeah, as you do with a lot of kids, they'll hand you something, oh, that's beautiful. It's really not, you right. know, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, we encouraged him, but I'm telling you something, a, a lot of what he handed me was like, wow, we can incorporate that you know, layout and ride paths and uh, and walkways and things like that and location. And I'm like, oh, my There's goodness. There's merit to this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, then, well, yeah where did you come up with that? You know? <laughs> Fast forward, he graduates college and moves away. And he's like, I can't believe Sterling's not going to come work for us. Like, seriously? Yeah. We did this for them, and then they don't want to come work for us? And I'm like, you got to let him go. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe yeah. he won't. you got to let him go. He has to pursue his own thing. You don't want him here miserable. So sure enough, he went away, and he lives in Austin still. And um, but he calls every day in the summers, especially, and he's like, "How'd we do today? How'd we do today?" You know, he really cares. And then he he has now a great perspective from an outside view to what we do here, and has great suggestions from like, "Oh yeah, we wouldn't have seen that if he was here, right on top of it all the time." Right. And then tell him the story of what he did with you one day when he was in town, took you to the tower. Oh, yeah. Well, that one will kind of make me cry. So I'll do my best. Yeah. So um, it was hard. So we built this place. It was hard. Very hard. Um, yeah. You couldn't believe it was hard. Like, yeah. Fast forward to the tower. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, it's hard to fast forward to it without really expressing how hard it was. Yeah. But I don't need to go into the examples of how hard. But I will give you one. Like, death threats. Like, we had to get the kids out of the house. Like, we had to move the kid. We had to get the kids out of the house. Construction workers. Yeah, construction, so. owing people money, you know. Yeah. Again, we trusted people to be paying, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So they lied on sworn statements, so now the contracts are coming after us, or sure. the construction. Yeah, so. so we get a okay. call one night, very threatening. And obviously, it got our attention. How, how serious it was, I, I wasn't going to find out, you know. Correct. I was going to wait to find out. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was really, really hard, right? And so because of that, I started really bemoaning this. You know, I started like, uh, uh, I'd walk around here, wish this place was still a cornfield, wish this was still a corn. Oh, oh, I never would have done it. And I, and um, and and I was so wrong to do that. I was so wrong to have that mindset because God really did. God, God gave us, gave me the desires of my heart here, and. Um, and he made it work, and, and we got through it, and, and, and things aren't great, you know, especially now with this year. We don't know what we're facing now with this year. 
but things are okay, you know. We we made a go of it, you know. And I was, you know, it, it was a couple years ago. He come up, come up here, Dad. And we walked to the top of PJ's, and we walked all the way up there. And he said, and um, I guess I have to be careful on this. Well, I'll just tell you what he said, and then you can edit it. He said, <laughs> Dad, you gotta stop your bitching. You just gotta stop moaning and complaining and bitching about this all the time. Look what you've done. And you look, and we looked over it, and man, there were just tears coming down my eyes. And he had his arm around me. He said, "Look what you did! Look, you took a cornfield. Look what you did!" You know, and yeah, and it put it in good perspective. And from that moment on, I stopped bemoaning the fact. I started like, "Yeah, thank you, God. You know, thanks. You know, it was hard, harder than I ever imagined it would be. Ever couldn't, never have thought it would be this hard. But you know, look what we did. You know, so and on that." When you were asking that was really a yeah sorry no that was really a cool moment that was, was from my son it was like you know like I should have been imparting that wisdom as a father <laughs> to his son and my son is imparting his but it's wisdom almost more to me. beautiful because yeah it you really know, was you know that the master the teacher becomes the master yeah and vice versa you know that yeah. He's, yeah. he's watched you every step of the way and yeah. he sees it even when you don't and I think that sometimes we forget we think it's going to be easy or because we see what someone else has built we we don't see any of the struggle, so you just see like the dream and then, and then the, the, the end result, yeah. right? Like yeah. now 12 years out, but like, yeah, I don't know what's happened the last 12 to get you here. So right. it looks like it was easy and it's... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's people are like, oh my gosh, you own Raging Waves? I'm like, well, really it owns us, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay it's for most potatoes. Our, our, our dream now is really just to buy a small motorhome and travel around. <laughs> and, and one of my dreams has always been to write a book. And um, I really feel I want to write a book about this place. Like the troubles that we've had here have been insurmountable, but God has been so faithful, so faithful. And just the stories of how he worked all this out. Even last year, uh, June was rainy and wet, and we had talked about that. We basically didn't open till July 1st because it was terrible, the weather. And we we're just every day you're looking at your managers trying to be like, positive and encouraging and uplifting and inside you're like I hate this this sucks we're never gonna make it and then I said but you know the cool thing is gonna be I told them at the beginning of the start in June we're gonna turn around in September and we're gonna look at this year and we're gonna say look what God did to bring us through and and the end of last year the very last day we surpassed our highest attendance number yeah only God we had a yeah. So, and then this the year. The highest attended summer, our highest revenue. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And then this year, we're like, okay, we're ready. This is going to be an amazing year. We got a new ride, new parking. We're all set. Attendance is, you know, we're trending. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be an amazing summer. And then COVID happens and coronavirus. And it's like, now we can't even open. And it's mm -hmm. like, God, are you sure you have a plan here somewhere? <laughs> and, like yesterday, I'm journaling and I'm right, Lord, I'm writing here. I know you are faithful. I know you're going to bring us through. I know this is going to be amazing, but in my heart, I'm not feeling it right now. But I'm going to write this, and I'm going to, I'm going to believe. I do believe it, but I have no idea how it's going to happen. And I hope my heart follows me soon. You know, so it's just, it's been hard times. But boy, I think, like you said, in bringing the marriage, hard times can bring you closer together. We've we've weathered these storms together. You know, all we had sometimes was each other. And and so you, you get stronger and you commit to each other. It's a commitment. 
you're going to commit to get through it together. And yeah. There's hard days, and we would sometimes argue all the way home, you know. We try not to argue in front of the guys, but it's like, I don't agree with how you did that. And he'd be like, wow, you know, and so we, and we fight well also, so we, we don't agree on a lot of things, but it's, it's okay. That can make you sharper. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the Jordan's big phrases with us is like, okay, if we do this, what's the worst thing that could happen? And so like, for him, it's always like very small. And I'm like, well, we could not have money and we'd have to sell our house, which yeah. we'd probably live with my parents. Yeah. And then we'd all be there together. And he's like. And really, if you think about it, is that the worst? Like, is that really <laughs> that together, bad? You know, that, and I was like, I mean, no. I mean, you might, you know, you say, you know, you yeah. might not be as proud as you right. want to be. But like, other than he's like, see, so like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Just jump in. Exactly. So, so, what advice would you guys have to other people who kind of were in your position like 12, 15 years ago? Who you know, they they haven't. They, they have a, a dream and an idea, but haven't mm. done anything concrete towards you. What would you tell that person? No regrets. Yeah, no regrets. You um, gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to try. Support each other. I'm see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to break this into like. Uh, well, let me tell you this real quickly, and I'll get back to this. I'm not good at this, but I, I'll, I promise I'll get back to it. So, uh, a group of guys came out here from Las Vegas uh, five, six years ago, and that was when I was like, ah, I wish this was still a cornfield. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, you know, and this and that. And they came out here all wide-eyed and starry-eyed and they, like just like I was, you know, 15 years ago. And they said, yeah, we're going to do this. And we got X number of million dollars. And, you know, they wanted to see this. I mean, they got on a plane, landed at O'Hare just to come to Raging Waves to yeah, see to this. See just you. to come yeah. meet me. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I made a mistake at the time or not, but I, uh, I told them, I said, don't do it. Oh no no no! We've got. I said it's not enough. What do you, what do you mean? We got we got you know millions. Of, it's not enough. Don't do it. And I thought, ah, who am I to quash somebody's dream? You know. Now they did it, and they lost it. So uh, so how does that answer your question? So I'm trying to separate. Like if somebody came to me and said, like, "Do a water park," yeah, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Doing a business, doing some kind of a partnership where the husband and wife are going to be together. Really, you got to, first and foremost, you got to really, it sounds silly, it's not silly, you got to really have a deep rooted love for one another. You really do. I didn't always express that. I always had it. I just didn't always express it. I don't know that I always knew how to express it, to be quite honest. But you have to have a deep rooted love and an incredible respect for one another. And you just gotta, you just gotta be so resolute to work through it together, you know. If 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 you're if you're all in, you know, hey, what's the worst that could happen? If you're like, well, if you got two hours, I'll tell you the worst that's gonna happen. You know, I don't think that's a recipe for success. I don't. If you're all in and she's half in, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Now, if you're all in and she's all in, but she's the voice of reason and you're the dreamer. <laughs> we have here I, that could work you know you you balance each other you know she'll ground you you'll ground her you know you'll you'll envision things that are greater than maybe what she thought but she'll rein you in when you when you reach too high kind of thing like that so that would be the advice great respect great great devotion great love for one another and 
and you gotta be, you gotta really be like-minded. Like, hey, this is going to work. You know, maybe it's not gonna work the way exactly it looks to you, or maybe it's not gonna work the way exactly it looks to you. But together, it's gonna work the way it's supposed to look, and and then it'll work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I saying that? The I right would say way? also family first. You have to put your family first, even though it's really, really hard sometimes. That's in the end when all this is gone. That's what you have. You have your family. Family first. And one mistake I think we did make, and it wasn't intentional at all. It was just because of the nature of this. And we very often felt we weren't understood. Is we lost a lot of friends in the process. Because people didn't understand what we are going through. Um, now, actually, a lot of them have kind of come back in our life. And, like, we've missed you all these years. You know, like, we've missed you. So it's more of me reaching out, like, hey, we haven't seen each other in so long. 10 years you know and you just you get those back but I think we sacrificed a lot of friendship um, to do this and I don't know that that was wise because we probably should have had that support yeah but let's be honest that was mostly my fault that was my I just got so absorbed into this thing and when things got hard I just you know for me when things got hard you know I worked hard when things get hard you work harder and then you just keep and then you work yourself to where I mean, I, I don't know how well, to say Even earlier this. you said that your your brother-in-law asked you, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. You know, it's it's easier to say that I'm good and everything's fine than to tell you, I really don't want to do this job anymore. I have this vision. Everyone thinks I'm like... I was I, I, I want to say I was a life of the party kind of guy, but I was very outgoing. And that was hard for my social. kids, too. That was hard for the kids because Allie was like, we couldn't leave church until everyone left because Randy was talking to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's like he doesn't talk to anybody. And he's just kind of in the background. And he was gregarious and like the life of the party and this and that. And, and it kind of sucked the life out of him a bit that so many people you're hanging with are like, what are you doing? Like, this has been enough, Randy. You know, like, stop stop all this nonsense. Let's get back to working in the office. And, and there was often times where I, I was like, well, I sure wish he worked at IBM and just had a regular paycheck and regular insurance and regular, you know, that'd be a whole lot easier. But um, so that was hard. But definitely, family first is my big advice. Yeah, yeah. The friend thing, though. That yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I have regrets about that. Yeah. I re- yeah, really do. Yeah, I just uh, I didn't handle it well. I didn't know how to handle it. You know, I mean, what's the training when you're just flat ass broke? Excuse me, sir. When you're just flat broke and you're just you know and you know everything you envisioned and it's not turning out the way you want it to and you know and all this and that and it's like I. I don't know. I don't know where the rule book, where the instruction booklet is for that, like how to handle that. And I didn't handle it well. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just. I did. I shut myself off. I worked and worked and worked more, because I just thought, hey, you got to work through this, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, I if I don't have to hire that person and that person, I'll just keep working. Then that's that'll save us money. And then we, you know, well, we've learned. Kind of thing, man, we so. have amazing managers. They could run this place without us. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten to that point where. They care as much as we do, and they they're amazing, and so that's that's been great. Yeah, uh, so true. But Very it probably true. took a while to get there, right? Because you oh, don't yeah. want to release it your did. baby, right? You don't want your kids to move away. You don't want. Yeah, to give, it did. Give it that's away a great soon. point. Great point. Yeah, it was like it was hard to let go of things, and then you realize that, you know, you want to do everything, and pretty soon you realize you're not, you know, you're good at some things, you're not good at everything, and then you're when you're trying to do everything, you're just plain not good. Yeah, you know, and we sacrifice so. things like our home, 
Like we bought a starter house when we got married. We're going to be in it for five years. 30 years later, we sold it because we got to a point where we're going to build a house or are we going to stay in this house and build a water park? Are we going to, and you realize, well, I pretty much don't have a mortgage now. Sure would be nice. Why do I want to start over with a mortgage? We got this water park to build. So in that sense, we sacrificed, you know, living in that small little house for that long, but it's all in how you make it right. My kids went to a nice high school. They all had rich families, rich homes. They always were at our house. And I'm like, it just goes to show you, it's just the atmosphere of the house. It's the relaxing, it's the letting them do what they want. It's not, do I have the fanciest pool table and a rec room and a pool and all that. So just that was... Yeah, well, we didn't. (laughs) So that was a sacrifice. But on the other hand, we have amazing memories. My kids have great memories and they appreciate now what they have because they grew up in a little house and we shared a bathroom and they you know they they saw the sacrifices that we made firsthand we didn't try to hide anything and and i think that's taught them a lot in their life now um in growing up and pursuing things just a year ago our daughter came to us and gave us this proposal about how and she graduated she went into marketing she left you know our business and then um again just let her go she came back a year later or last year and said your biggest investment are your water slides and your everything here in the park and your second biggest investment are your employees you have 500 of them in the summer you don't have time to really invest in them i think you should hire me as a director of employee development and she's got the great personality for it and she is just really here does. and she's just like building into these kids and they want to be here with her and all that you know and so that was an investment for us and it was she had to earn her way back and she had to come to us with a proposal and say you know this is what i think we should do and this is how it will work out and she's got a great attitude and things yeah. like that so yeah. they come back yeah it was pretty cool yeah, yeah it really was yeah so. so what's next for raging waves what's next for the wits well what's next is um I'd like to well, hear. in the here and now, yeah, yeah. Getting through. In the here and now, we have a brand new ride being built as we speak over there. We're really excited. Right now, it's one of three in the world, um, so we're excited for that. We're really excited to roll that out. Um, Hoping there's people so, here. Yeah, just keep improving the place, and yeah, and and just we just got to get through this. I I think a lot of times you hear about. Uh, I think we talked about this earlier about you know um trying to understand everything what's going on in the world right now you know trying to understand what when people say it's the new normal i heard a guy say no 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 it's not the new normal it's just an interim normal i said okay i can buy that interim normal but are you telling me for the rest of our lives we're supposed to never shake a man's hand again are you telling me we're supposed to stay six feet away from people in physical distance we're too old for that yeah. But your business is more about just a water slide. It's about it's about people coming together. It really so is. So to close your it, park, it's not it's not that your slides aren't running or that your staff isn't here. It's that people are not coming together in a safe place where they get away from it yeah. all and and find what's really important. Right. Yeah. yeah. So to close yeah, that down yeah. is hard. Well, you know? well said. Yeah. Uh, I I just yeah. So what's what's next? What's the next thing for us? Is just. Yeah, for right now, it's we, we got to get through this, you know, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that's going to look like. We just, we got to get through this and we got to keep making this place. Got to keep believing in this place. You know, we have, we continue to maintain it. We continue to keep it beautiful. You know, we're, 
we're pumping the brakes on everything like you know we don't know year. do we fill pools do we not you know kind of thing like that we are going ahead with the construction of the new ride because that's got to be done you know it's not going to do anybody any good to let that just sit there for a year if that happens and then pick it up again so we made the decision let's just get that done um yeah, so in the here and now, it's just continue to invest in this, invest in the people, invest in, you know, our business here, make it the best we can, continue to grow. I'm telling you, we were on a good trend. Uh, yeah, like you said earlier, Dawn, we were we were really trending up. So that was, you know, we were really, really pleased with that. So probably our next step, too, is really, quite honestly, at our age, would be ultimately to sell and, um, and buy a motorhome and just be together and hang out and not worry about work so yeah that would yeah that would, i don't see that that's not happening anytime no, soon no, no, I was gonna say, it doesn't sound like no. the way that you work Ready that that would be settle. quite yeah. yet yeah. but but it i off. but i do tell you it's it, it gets more appealing every day yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> i mean you talk about you know from a christian perspective you know this isn't morbid i'm not going there I, you know who knows you know we we're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow right but boy, with everything that's going on right now, man, eternal rust sounding better every day. <laughs> it really is. Well, we've you also know? had some health scares, and Randy had cancer a year or so ago, and it's just like it, you know, got through it great, and uh, yeah, and it's just, full remission. Right, but it, g- it gives you a little bit of, of perspective. Perspective. Yeah. 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 So one of my favorite stories from our visit last year was um, is, is this the the boomerang the, the yeah. funnel? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, Rosanna takes our two oldest boys. They were nine and six at the time. Oh. And uh, she she just gets in line. We're going to do this ride. And I go, okay, what is this? Like, don't worry about it. Great. We're going <laughs> to go. Until, I, I don't think you ever told her what it says. No. Just get in. Do Until they, they start seeing it. Like, yeah. as they're looking over and they're like. <laughs> yeah, you can see. Uh, sure. Are we doing that? No, it'll, it'll be fine. Don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Um, but that's still, like, one of the, I think, you know, most favorable members because at the time they were they were scared out of their minds. They're like, we're going to do this, and then they do it, and they're screaming the whole time, and you're laughing the whole time. Um, but afterwards, that just that joy of like, we, we had this rush, we had this great experience with our mom, <laughs> oh, and now I want to come back and I want to do that again, and they can't wait till their sister is just five now. So okay. you know, as soon as we can drag her onto it, and too. she yeah. let go, her hands yeah, <laughs> not too well, yeah. So. Um, but it's certainly, and we have other stories like that too, just from a single visit, you know. But I, you, this park has certainly done, you know, an amazing job of facilitating that that uh, that time Good. and that space yeah, for families that. to, I think, do what what families. Are, are meant to just be together and enjoy one another and, and make some memories along the way. That's awesome. No yeah. phones, no screens, no nothing. Just yeah. Put yeah. it pushed yeah. aside and yeah. you know you don't even you don't notice that you're in the middle of a cornfield. It's blue skies and it's yeah. Aussie fun and <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. just a great place to be. So funny you talk about uh, no phones, no screens. We have this this little thing around here from the oh nobody told me that department yeah <laughs> people like yeah yeah you, you drop your phone in the lazy river if you're on it but you know yep phones don't work good going down these slides you know yeah. so people are, you know, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do I, what do you want me to do you're not supposed to take your phone with you you know and it doesn't work well can you try it no no we can't you know? slate in the sun yeah, yeah. For the best, you know. and look so. at that like your your sons first of all it's like wow mom's pretty cool right yeah dad and, and, and then it made them brave they had to be brave they had to try something they didn't I said do you try. trust me 
Yes. Yeah. See all the people who went before <laughs> us? Yes. Did you see anybody fall out? No. <laughs> Just don't let go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you trust me? Just don't let go. Say a good life lesson. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Well, this was a privilege being here with you guys today. And Thank you. your story. Yeah. Um, I know we uh, always have a lot that we, we take away. Uh, from conversations like these and it uh, if anything you know helps us I think live better and you know aspire to be like the people that we talk to yeah oh, that's it's awesome. a joy thanks, to yeah, thanks for thinking of us this was yeah. really yeah. fun so much. Yeah. Really today was really a great day it was such a great interview and the couple was just I mean we could have talked for you know, hours more yeah. yeah they were really fabulous just about opening up about uh, Randy's dream and the dream that he had and um, how they got it from idea to actual what what exists there now and even just the way over the last 12 years they've developed it Mm -hmm. Um, and so what they've learned along the way some of the sacrifices that they've had to make Mm -hmm. uh, maybe some of the the regrets that they've had yeah the mistakes and yeah if they could redo things how might that look yeah and even some great advice for us so what we wanted to do was just kind of wrap up two major takeaways that we had from today Mm -hmm. that i think everything that they discussed with us kind of fell into these two categories Mm -hmm. um and this hit home for both of us and i know jordan really appreciated this about um what randy had to say um randy said the dream for the water park was never dawn's dream it was Mm -hmm. something that was completely his dream and she chose to support it yeah and i that stood out to me because Sometimes you like sometimes you know, afterwards people could sugarcoat it and say this was something that we always worked towards or we envisioned, but right away as long as one of the first things. He's like this this was always my thing and she came along with it. She supported him as he pursued something that he was really passionate about. And I, I feel like it's it's gotta be uh, very often like more that way than not in, in a lot of circumstances where maybe they both end up like coming around to you know pursuing a particular vision together uh, but it's it really was started with randy it started with one person and i, I thought that was really interesting hearing her story of you know, deciding to support that um because she had a choice she could stifle it and then she didn't want him to you know, be an old man, like looking back, regretting something that they never tried. Um, but be- because she kept him from that. Yeah. And that was something that she didn't want to have happen. And so mm-hmm. that takeaway is you can either support one another or you can stifle each other. Mm-hmm. And I think they credit their 34 years of marriage and working together as business partners and going home together and still loving each other to the fact that mm-hmm. she has continued to support him and his dream and he continues to support her and her dreams mm-hmm. and makes her a true partner in the business. Yeah, that stood out to me too. That support wasn't a one-time decision. That was, you know, when they decided just to go for the park, it's been an ongoing maintenance of recognizing here's what the other person needs and I'm going to respect them by giving them that. And that was another word that they continued to use in their dialogue about their relationship with each other and in their business relationship, that respect was key, that he always respected her opinion and her honesty. She talked about not being kind of a submissive wife that would just be told what to do, yeah. where she she wanted to be a part of the decisions and she yeah. would tell him when he made a misstep and tell him why. Mm-hmm. And so there was that mutual respect and trust of not only are you my partner who supports me, but you're, I respect you because I respect your opinions and your beliefs and the knowledge that you bring to the table. Yeah. And it's helpful because they can balance one another in that sense too. And they speak to that. Yeah. And they really had a sense of like a yin and a yang yeah. that they both had different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and when you put them together, it made a, a much bigger picture. Mm-hmm. 
All right. The second thing, um, and I think there are a lot of parts to it, but I think it has to do with um, fear, failure, and success. It's kind of all wrapped in that even the path to success is paved with setbacks, is paved with second guessing, and is paved with struggle Mm -hmm. because they'll tell you in their, you know, they told us in their story that there were times where like, you know, they had nothing. They Mm -hmm. literally had nothing. Construction loans that Mm -hmm. were not being paid because of, you know, employees gone wrong and, you know, just hard times. It's complicated. It's hard. You're, yeah, you're in debt up to your eyeballs. You're regretting everything. And there's naysayers along the way. Like there's, there's a lot of struggle. And I think you pointed this out where it's easy to see the, the beginning and the end. And we usually don't see what it takes to go from one to the other. Right. You see, oh, Don and Randy, people will tell you they had this dream for, you know, 15 years about this water park. And if you go there and you look at it now, it's pristine mm-hmm. and it's beautiful it's and it's place. well thought out and it's a great place. We've had fun there. But if you, if we didn't talk to them today, you don't you don't see that it went from like the, this idea to what it is now that there has been a lot of struggle and setback and feelings of fear throughout it are normal. That mm-hmm. when we all do something new or try something new, like if you walk into it and you're not afraid, like mm-hmm. you're clearly not you're not <laughs> pressing the envelope, you're not looking to grow, you're just doing more of the same. So like those right. feelings of fear are normal, and then it's natural to have moments when you want to give up. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all been there. Um, in many of the domains of our lives, you know, whether it's family or friendships or careers or hobbies, like things get hard. And our first inclination is to want to just kind of pull out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the difference in going from good to great is that when you're great, Mm -hmm. despite the fear, despite the struggle, you continue to press on and pursue. There's still that that belief in it. And they, uh, you know, I was just impressed by sort of the, not just the chronology of events, but some of the emotional journey that they shared with us too. But, and then the one thing that they said was through it all, we knew that regardless of what happened, we would have each other. And mm-hmm. for them, like it was enough, like even if it flopped, mm-hmm. even if, you know, this we, didn't, we went for it, we went yeah, for no it, regrets. no regrets. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. No regrets. Mm-hmm. And that they wouldn't do it differently. Yeah. So we certainly learned a lot from that conversation. We hope you did as well. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. You can also check us out on our website, the Relentless excuse me, the Relentless Pursuit Podcast.com, where you can contact us or read our show notes and leave a response as well. So we're grateful for you listening and we hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you.